Hey friend, I know that you know that when you meal plan, you are more likely to stay on track with your health and fitness goals and you are more likely to lose weight because you are less likely to be going around through the drive-through or frantically phoning the local takeaway or running around the shops after the school run trying to grab some food because the kids are screaming because they're so hungry. So today's episode is my meal planning system, a really simple way that you can plan your family meals so that you can stay on track with your weight loss goals and also there's a couple of sneaky hints and tips in here to make sure that the responsibility of the food and the food shopping doesn't always fall on your shoulders. It works for picky eaters and it also means that you do not have to cook different meals for yourself because you are on a health or a weight loss journey. Now I say this every time and I really am starting to think I might need to like create some kind of productive mum notebook series or something because you're definitely going to need a pen and paper. This is a replay from last year. It was one of the top downloaded episodes of 2021. I know you are going to find it helpful so let's dig in. Welcome to the Fit Productive Mum podcast. Are you fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy? Are you frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can stick with forever? Do you wish there was an easy way to work with your body to really transform your health from the inside out? Hey, I'm SJ and after 14 years of teaching, I took the leap into the entrepreneur space so I know how hard it can be to grow a business while still being a present mummy and that your needs come and last, leaving you feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. In this podcast, I will give you the tools you need to reclaim your energy and time so you can finally love the life you're in. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, then this is the podcast for you. I'm so excited to keep you accountable, be your coach, give you some tough love and laugh with you. Let's come together and make things happen. Hi and welcome to the Productive Mum Meal Planning Masterclass. I am SJ, I am host of the Productive Mum podcast. I am a nutrition coach, a life coach, a personal trainer, and I'm also mum to a four-year-old called Chloe, who I absolutely adore. But I know how challenging life can be when you are a mum, and that's why I'm giving you this meal planning masterclass in the hope that it's going to help you to get a little bit back, a little bit more of your time back, give you the opportunity to start improving your family's health when it comes to eating and also making sure that you're getting the right nutrition because as busy mums we need all of the energy that we can get and so much of that comes from the food that we eat. Today I'm going to be sharing with you six simple steps to master your meal planning. Now you can follow these steps regardless of your goal, the size of your family and even if you have picky eaters in your home. But let's start thinking, first of all, is why is meal planning important? Obviously, you think it's important if you're hearing, you're listening to me. But first of all, I think the key thing to think about when it comes to meal planning, and this might be a big driver for you, is about saving money. Because if you are organizing the food and you're taking more care every single day and on a weekly basis, 
to make the best use of the ingredients and the food that you have. It's going to save you money. Now, how many times have you popped out to the shop to just get a couple of things and you've ended up like spending 50, 60 quid without even blinking an eye? And this is where meal planning is so great because you are just making one trip to the shops to buy everything that you need and you're not going to go off track buying things that you don't need. Now, another great thing about meal planning is that it saves you time as well. You're a busy mum. I know that you are probably juggling all of the things and you don't want to be thinking constantly, what are we going to eat? You know, how many times have you come to the end of the day and you're tired, your kids are tired, they're hungry, they're raiding the cupboards for snacks and things like that. And you're trying really, really hard and rummaging through your fridge and your cupboard trying to find a healthy meal that you can whip up for everybody super quickly. That is exhausting. Let's be honest, that is exhausting, isn't it? And half the time you give up and you go and get a pizza. Now, this is where meal planning is going to be an absolute lifesaver for you as well, because you are going to spend maybe a couple of hours each week getting yourself organized with your meal planning. And that means at the end of every single day, you are not having to go through that thought process of what are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat? What am I going to feed the kids? And finally, meal planning really helps you to eat a more balanced diet. As a personal trainer, a lot of people come to me with their goal being weight loss. But regardless of what your goal is, meal planning is going to help you to eat a wider variety of different foods because as you're sitting down and you're planning you're not going to be putting the same meal in every day and you're going to be thinking about the different types of vegetables and fruits that you're incorporating into your diet and you can easily see it across your weekly meal plan now I would always I would love to know what your biggest challenge is when it comes to meal planning. So come and link up with me on Instagram at the Productive Fit Mum. You can find me on Facebook, Sarah Jane Ladams. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message and let me know what your biggest challenge is when it comes to meal planning. Now, the strategy that I'm going to take you through is something that I share with my one-to-one clients when I work with them. And also one of the strategies, which is part of the Productive Mum Fitness Framework, which is my group coaching program, where I teach ladies how to reclaim their time and then also how to reclaim their energy. And it's all linked to this thing that I'm so, so passionate about, cycle syncing. And if you haven't ever heard me talk about cycle syncing, please go over to my podcast. There's a a recent episode where I explain exactly what cycle syncing is, how it helped me to heal some migraines that I struggled with massively and meal planning and nutrition is a huge part of that and I know that cycle thinking for women is such an amazing tool to really really help you take control of your time and take control of those health and fitness goals that you might have okay let's go back to the master your meal planning program so your first step is I want you to grab a pen and a piece of paper and write a list of all the meals that your family like to eat now ideally if you could come up with 10 that would be amazing because that gives you like over a week's worth of meals now even if one of those meals is something like fish fingers and chips or sausages and chips This workshop, this episode isn't about me telling you how to eat healthy. We're just starting with meal planning. Now, do you have a family like go to meal? In our house, it's normally something like lasagna or it could be like a roast dinner. Those are always the meals that I know that everybody in our house is going to eat. 
My daughter Chloe is a fan of beige foods so sometimes it can be a little bit tricky meal planning for her and I'm going to give you some strategies towards the end of this episode about how you can get around that. So step one write down a list of meals and ideally come up with 10. Dig out those recipe books, have a chat with your kids, ask your husband what he likes to eat as well and get a list. Okay, number two is get some plain recipe cards. Now, if you go into Amazon and Google recipe cards, some bits and pieces will pop up. Think about them as like perhaps those old revision cards you maybe use when you were revising for exams and also get yourself a marker pen. I keep my revision cards in a cute little tin, in a metal tin that sits on one of the shelves in my kitchen, but you don't need to have a tin. Now, what you're going to do with those recipe cards is on each of the cards, you're going to write the name of the meal on one side with your marker. So for example, if fish and chips is one of the meals that your family will absolutely 100% eat, on one side, you're going to write fish and chips. On the other, you're going to write down the ingredients, what it is you need to cook that meal. And you could also write a brief method too. And I know it sounds really basic and it could be something like fish fingers in the freezer, put them into the oven for 20 minutes and put the temperature of the oven. I know it sounds really, really basic. And perhaps if you're cooking it, you don't need that information. But this is the beauty of this system. And I'm going to go into that a little bit later on. But it's really, really worth doing. Now, you also need to have a card for a meal out and or a takeaway. Because let's get real, that happens. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is a real joy to eating food that you have not cooked. And this is all about balance, isn't it? It's about planning. It's about bringing that into your life. Because if we were to say that we're never going to have another meal out or eat a takeaway, that would be ridiculous. But this is about acting and planning and not being reactive. So we're being proactive rather than reactive. And if you are on a healthy eating process if that is one of your goals then if you're planning for these meals out and you're planning for these takeaways it means that you can look and adjust and you can look and at and adjust the other meals that you're eating in the week so that you're getting a great balance and again if your goal is to incorporate a more healthy eating program with your family one of the things that you can try and do over time with these recipe cards is to adapt the meals and to make them healthier. So one of the things that we've taken in our house when it came to the fish and chips was actually we were were buying fish and chips like the boxed frozen fish with breadcrumbs on it. And then we've actually turned that into a process where we're creating our own and we're slicing potatoes to make our own homemade chips. Step three is to get yourself a board like one of those cork boards that you can use as a notice board is absolutely fine. Even like a big piece of wood. Mine is pretty crude. Um, You can get loads of different things on Amazon, but you want a board that you can pin things to because you're going to need some pins and then you're also going to need some clips. Now I use those like old style, like bulldog clips just to um, that because they hang on the pins and then you can also clip things to them. And another thing that you will need to do for your board is to make some labels that have the days of the week on them that you can stick to the board. You might even want to get your kids involved and maybe have them doing the creating the labels too. That's a fun activity for them to be doing. Okay, step number four 
now you've got your list of meals you've got your board you've got your recipe cards all all written up we're now going to think about how we can use this system on a weekly basis so whenever it is that you do your meal planning I tend to do mine on a Friday evening because I, I mean, seriously, how rock and roll am I? Because on a Friday evening, I do my meal planning and Saturday, I tend to go around and do my shopping for food. So each week, whenever it is that you do your meal planning is get your family to get involved and choose, help you choose from the meals on those recipe cards that you have in your box. So ideally, you've got 10. So you can pick out maybe six or seven of those, or maybe if you're going to have six and you know that you've got a meal out, then you've got your meal out card as well. And you're going to use the ingredients on those cards to write your shopping list. So when you sit down to write your shopping list, you know exactly what you need. You can check in as to whether or not you've got the ingredients and you're just taking the ingredients off the cards. It's super, super simple, isn't it? You don't have to think and go through all your recipe books again because it's already there. Now, once you've done that, once you've got your list for your shopping, then you can put the cards on your board. So you can decide which day you're going to eat each meal, which day you're going to have maybe your meal out or your takeaway. And now everybody will know what is for dinner. So you're going to clip those cards to those like old-fashioned bulldog clips that are hanging on the pins in your board so you've got a board with the days of the week and the cards pinned onto the board ready for the meals for the next week okay handling picky eaters now as I mentioned earlier my daughter Chloe is a fan of all beige food Trying to get her to eat fruit and vegetables sometimes can be a real challenge. So I feel your pain if that is you. You can use those recipe cards to start introducing new meals. So this is where it's such a great system because you can get them involved and get them trying to find and look up and incorporate different recipes or meals they would like to try. Maybe if they go to a friend's house and they come home and say, oh, I, re- I had this, it was really nice. Or are they eating something at school? Because I know when Covey goes to school in September and even in, in her preschool now, she has a hot meal every day that she is there. So I'm always asking the staff what it is she ate and whether or what it was they had and whether or not she ate it. Because then I can start to incorporate that food into our meal plan into this system as well and with older children you can set them the challenge to go and find a recipe maybe on the internet google it or something that they can then i that they would like to try and they can then write up the card for that recipe and it's a really great way of including them in the meal planning so when it comes to handling those picky eaters and you're putting something in front of them that is unfamiliar, something that they're not too sure about, at least they have been through the process with you of having an element of choice in whether or not they want that meal. And then if they're kicking back and they're saying, I don't want it, you can have that conversation with them about trying it, the fact that they chose it, the fact that they wrote the card up. And then if it doesn't work and they don't like it, 
you pop the card back in the box and you come back to it in a month, two months time, but it's always there. And it's always something that's worth revisiting because what's the saying? It takes like 21 times to find something that you like. So that card can sit in your box and you can revisit it whenever you are ready. Now, my next question to you would be, Do you have a food that you would like to introduce your kids to? I know for me, I would love to see Chloe eating more, a more varied like diet when it came to vegetables and fruit. So that's definitely one of the challenges that I have. Tell me over on Instagram, any hints and tips that you have to include like more fruit and vegetables in your kids' diets. I would love to know and share with me the foods that you are trying to get into your meal planning so that your children have a more varied and balanced diet. Okay, so we know how to work this system on a weekly basis. You've done your meal planning, you've got your your list, sorry, and you're going to the store to go and buy all the items that you need. You've got your board up with all the different meals for the week. Everybody knows what is happening. They know that on Monday they're having this and on Tuesday they're having that and you're not getting all of those questions of, mom, what's the tea? What are we going to eat? Now, the beauty of this on a daily basis, this system, first of all, is if you're a busy mom and you know that you're not going to be there and perhaps your husband is doing the school pickup and he's going to be around in the evening, he knows what is for dinner. You've put it on the board and you've been so kind enough to give him all of the ingredients And also you've given him a method of how to make that meal. So he has no excuses for not knowing what to give the kids for their dinner. And it means that you can share the responsibility of meal planning and also preparing that food. In our house, it had, in all honesty, meal planning, cooking food has been a real challenge and it has been an area of conflict for me and Tim. He comes from like a really traditional, like old school farming family where it was his mum who did all of the cooking all of the time. And I'm just like, no, like I did not sign up for that. I am not your traditional farm wife. I really want him to be showing our daughter, Chloe, that he gets involved in these tasks and that it's normal for men to be sharing the workload and the domestic responsibilities in the home because I don't want her growing up to think that just because she is a girl that is her sole responsibility. Now I'm going to take a little step (laughs) back from my soapbox there and just talk step six about how you can use this again on a daily basis so you've got your plans for your dinners every day but we're also think need to think about breakfast and lunch of course when I'm working with my clients and also in the group coaching program I always say to my ladies is just find a great breakfast and stick to it because you have so many decisions to make every single day you don't need the extra extra decision of what you're going to have for breakfast. So find something that works for you. And ideally, what you want your breakfast to hit is your macros. And if you don't know what macros are, go over to my podcast, scroll down, you will find an episode all about macros. But in short, what you want to be doing in your breakfast is making sure that you're getting some kind of protein, a carbohydrate, some veggies, and maybe even some fruit as well and stick to it. Make it easy. Now, an example could be some overnight oats with some fruit. It could be some scrambled egg and spinach on toast. Just anything that is going to work for you that keeps you full 
And I would really advise you to avoid like the boxed cereals that you get because they're super high in sugar and they're just going to spike your blood sugar. And then you're going to be really hungry by about nine o'clock in the morning. So that's breakfast sorted. Lunchtime is going to be the leftovers that you had from your healthy dinner that you cooked the night before. Now, in our house, I tend to cook for about four people because Tim eats for about two. (laughs) And then Chloe and I obviously are here as well. Now, what I do is I actually cook for five. And the reason that I do that is we then take that extra portion, we divide it in half and Tim will have some for his lunch and I will have some for my lunch as well. Pop it in a container. And another top tip when it comes to containers is to use a silicone container or a silicone plate cover when it comes to heating up because they're non-toxic. I've done an episode all about endocrine disruptors and the impact of leaching plastic into our food. And we also want to be using something that's environmentally friendly, which is why I love those silicone plate covers as well. So lunch is sorted, leftovers from the night before. And the great way, the great thing about using this as well is that you know what you're going to have. So again, it's taken another decision away from you because you've got so many decisions that you're making on a daily basis. And then also, if your goal is linked to your weight, perhaps you want to lose weight, you know what you've got for lunch. So whether you're counting calories or macros or whatever your program is, you know that the meal that you've got for lunch is healthy because you've had it the night before. If you're somebody who struggles to eat because you're really busy and you have to remind yourself to eat, and sometimes I know what it's like where you're really, really busy and it's really easy to forget to eat or you just think, I can't be bothered. If you've got something in the fridge and all you've got to do is pop it in the microwave and heat it up, then it's going to be super simple and you are more likely to eat. And if you are somebody who isn't working at home and you're in an office, I'm sure you've got the capacity to heat up a meal. And if you haven't, there's so many different options out there that you can use that you can put food into that will keep it warm until lunchtime. Okay, so those are my top six tips when it comes to mastering your meal planning. I would love to know if you're going to implement this. So make sure you come and hook up with me over on Instagram or over on Facebook. On Instagram, I am the Productive Fit Mum. Tell me if you're going to use it. Show me your meal planning board. I would absolutely love to see it and I will share mine with you. If you're not on Instagram, come and find me over on Facebook. I'm Sarah Jane Laddams or the Productive Mum business page share your board tell me what you loved about this episode and if you're going to implement this strategy into your day-to-day life that if you're sat there and you're thinking okay well this sounds really really great but it sounds like another diet and perhaps you are somebody who has tried all the diets and you're fed up because none of them work or maybe you're feeling so overwhelmed right now by your to-do list that you don't know how you could implement this system into your life let alone trying to do like a fitness plan or some sort of workout as well. Well, I want to tell you that you're not alone. And remember that I am here to support you. 
Since the beginning of January, I've been running my one-to-one productivity plan. So it's four hours of one-to-one coaching where we go through and help you to get clarity on your health and fitness goal. We work out the action steps, the action plan that you need to have in place for the next 90 days of how you are going to get there. And I also help you to find the time to be able to fit that action plan into the current commitments that you have already. Now, the link to the productivity plan is in the show notes. I know some of you have absolutely jumped at it and I've had amazing fun coaching you guys through the process. Now, each month I open up five slots in my diary. There are still a couple of slots available for February, but March is going to be opening up soon. So go click the link in the show notes, grab your spot now. As always, I hope you found this episode helpful. And if you did, please scroll down and leave me a five-star review because it really does help other people to find the podcast and help them to use this incredible free resource. Have an amazing day and I really look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Hope you like it. Leave my mummy a review.